Greetings, salutations. Hour number two of Sports Talk. We've gone to the pen, onto the mound. Evan Kahn joins me, Scott Beatty, and we ride till 6 o'clock. Sports Talk from 4 to 6 every weekday. And they mostly focus on Illini and college sports and expand into a few other areas as well. And uh, feel free to expand with us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Scott Ritchie weighs in with us in a little bit, the beat writer for the Illini from the News Gazette. We're also going to play two out of three. If you're the contestant, we'll ask you three questions. If you get at least two out of three correct, you win some prizes. That's how we do it. That is coming up. Have the fingers ready for that to call in. Great to see you, Evan Kahn. Um, there's actually a, a, a better score update for you here than what we just heard with the Astros and Mariners playing. And that is it's a 3-2 ball game right now in favor of the Astros. Let me ask you, would you ever want to face the Astros in the playoffs <laughs> with the way they've just played baseball across the postseasons they've been in yeah no trash cans or not <laughs> no no you you definitely would not and, and that's I, I think it was just a, a random astros fan that popped up on my feed today it's just like it's an, an embarrassment of riches for <laughs> the astros as great as, as some of these runs have been if they make it back to the world series really if they win one more that's probably what does it i mean this might be up there with the the Yankees of the late 90s as far as baseball dynasties of just pure dominance. Yeah, they're so dominant in the regular season, but you're also watching a squad that just knows what to do in October. Mm-hmm. Different manager. I mean, they let Carlos Correa walk, and they just keep continuing to win. They let Garrett Cole walk. I mean, it's just it's that's that's the model right there. Them them and the Dodgers as far as just producing guys. You know, Yordan Alvarez, who actually was a trade from the Dodgers in the J- Josh Reddick deal, if I remember right. You know, years and years ago. But they just they they turn out guys out of the system. They make the the right free agent moves and. They know how to win in October. Look, it's a one-run ball game, so anything's from over. But if you have a lead, you just do not feel safe with them. Because that test lineup's brutal. I wouldn't feel that same way with the Dodgers. They're just going to come back at you. And They're just going to come back. In you. historic ways, right? Yeah. I mean, the, the walk-off that he had the other day, never been done before. A come-from-behind walk-off home run. So they just they, they break records, and they do things you've never seen before. And if you're a Dodger and your last name's Turner, you're probably going to hit a home run. <laughs> and do something good in the postseason. That's kind of how that all does. Although the Padres uh, pulled it out last night mm-hmm. um, after I was looking at the back of my eyelids because it was the West Coast <laughs> game, but I was enjoying what I was seeing of it. So uh, the Yankees and the Guardians washed out. They will uh, not play uh, today. And um, then today's the National League day off, right? Mm-hmm. So the Dodgers and... Uh, Padres are tomorrow night, as well as the uh, Phillies and the Braves. Yep. Both those series tied at one. Best of three. There we go. Bears and Commanders tonight. Are we getting a color rush on yeah, a Thursday night? Yeah, that's which, how they which, do it. Is it. Does that mean the Bears are going all blue? Going all orange. Better. See, I love the orange jersey. I don't like orange pants. Well, and I'm not on orange. I don't know why, but I'm just haven't been a big fan of the helmet. Just, oh, is it the orange helmet too? Yeah, 
no, no. I, don't, I haven't been a, a fan of Color Rush at all, period. Sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. The all orange to me works with like Illinois softball. There's something different about a softball uniform compared to a baseball uniform. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't go for it on a baseball uniform. I think the all orange works for softball. I like the orange jerseys for uh, Illinois football's not wearing them anymore. I think Sad. It, yeah, but they would that would necessitate probably a blue helmet. But when the Bears mm, would wear true. the blue helmet and the orange jersey and the white pants, it's. I mean, yeah. that's. The and I look can't remember right the there. name of the guy that ran the kickback on the on the missed field goal on that really windy day. He was in orange. It wasn't uh, Tevin Hester. It was the other guy from like 108 yards. Mm. He was in that orange jersey, and it was in October. Mm. And it was great. Maybe it was early November. Who was that? Yeah, I know. That would be a name from the past because he was not a star, but he was like a, a good running, you know, he was a good returner. Now now I feel stumped. Yeah. If you want to get stumped, two out of three is coming up, by the, <laughs> by the way. Today, today, uh, facilities were a big topic around here in terms of Illinois athletics. We got a tour of the Ubbin Complex, the... Almost completely finished complex for both men's and women's basketball. The men are mostly entirely moved in and using the facility. The women are still to come. There's reasons for that, and that's because the women moved out first Mm -hmm. so that the men's side could get done, and they used the State Farm Center, but the men used, like, the ARC. And now that's done, the men are back in, and then the women can keep doing their thing, and then they're going to move back in. And uh, very luxurious, and we'll get into that some with uh, Scott Ritchie. Also, uh, there's a new wrestling facility. At this time yesterday, we were speculating on what the new project would be, and it is a training facility for uh, wrestling. It will go on the south lawn of the State Farm Center. Where? Oh, yeah. If you drive between the State Farm Center and the I-Hotel and the Convention Center, there is uh, a nice grove of trees and and a and a slope of grass, and that's where it's going to go. Not only because there's space, but there's a little bit strategy of it. Here's Athletic Director Josh Whitman. One of the most prominent pieces of real estate that we that we have as an athletic program felt strongly about that as we studied it for a number of different reasons. Uh, most importantly, now that we've moved our home events into State Farm Center, it allows those two facilities to be very close to one another. Uh, of course, as most of you know, we host the high school wrestling championships here in State Farm Center to be able to have the home of Illinois wrestling immediately next door to that space. You think about it from a recruiting perspective, you've got the hotel just across the street, you've got our facility, you've got our competition space, all within a short walk of one another. Uh, really excited about the visibility and the profile that that will be able to bring uh, to Illinois wrestling. think it will help a, a tremendous amount in terms of, uh, of our recruiting. So that's smart. And look, you, 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 wrestling's kind of either you're into it or you're not. But if you're into it, you are into it. That community <laughs> is into it. And look at Iowa. Mm-hmm. This is the hotbed. I'm talking about the Midwest, the hotbed of college wrestling. There's a little bit up upstate New York too, and that kind of that area. But Iowa, Illinois, Penn State. I mean, there's just this is it. This is it right here in the Midwest. So uh, they've got to keep up, and it's going to break ground in 2024. They went to three families. They went to three families. 
and said, we need $10 million or we need 14 million really. And they got 10 million out of them. So, (laughs) but these are families that are passionate Mm -hmm. about wrestling, passionate about wrestling. And if you've ever met somebody with that, that's got kids in it or whatever, I mean, (laughs) there's just, there's not kind of really a toe in the water kind of thing you are in. Wrestling, swimming, even volleyball, I, I think, to an extent, or softball. I don't know. There's just a, a number of these sports where people get hyper-focused. But it, it's great, and as you said, it, I, I think wrestling is the one sport that the Big Ten, hands down, can claim that that's their best the, that they've got the best conference as far as teams and athletes and all that so if the Big Ten's going to keep up in football and basketball they might as well do it in wrestling as well and uh, with Mike Poeta there he had a young team last year but historically Illinois wrestling is good to great if not you know nationally ranked every year they're, they're, they're typically competitive so invest a, a little bit in there and you give something for recruits to look at and Players, uh, wrestlers that are already here to, to improve. So, makes sense. Makes sense to me. Yeah, and I mean, that's a relatively cheap building in the world of college athletics. I mean, that's, it's not going to be cheaply done, but I just mean the total outlay compared to some of the other types of facilities. Well, and it's complete. It's a complete startup, right? Oven was renovated. The Smith Center was brand new, but, you know, they had something to build off of. So once this is this is up, then it's just kind of updating it uh, as they go along. This continues a pattern of prioritizing athlete development and the competition. Now, there was to be an arena in downtown that would have been a great competition space for obviously hockey and volleyball and gymnastics and wrestling, but that got scrapped with the pandemic and all that. I understand that. But you look at every project that has been done or that we know is going to happen and on a large scale, and it's been about athlete performance. What did Josh Whitman say when he got here? We will win. That's that's that is what he is prioritizing. Sometimes, as a fan, you may wish it was chairbacks at a baseball field, <laughs> uh, a new horseshoe south end zone, a, 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 a better uh, performance facility, uh, a better competition arena uh, for for volleyball, whatever it is. But in the end, you want to see your teams win. So it makes sense to me why this is being prioritized, and you cannot get there without the facilities these days. Some of them seem a little excessive, <laughs> uh, but they are still impressive, and you, that's what you need to do to get the players in. Well, where do they spend the majority of their time? It's not competing in games. It's practicing. It's training. It's lifting weights. It's just looking for a, a place to hang out that isn't your dorm room or, or somewhere in the public because these People are, you know, public figures, and I'm sure that they can't go to the library the same way you and I could have when we were students. So it, it, it makes all the sense, right? Like I mean, now were... I get mobbed when I go to the library. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You know, you gotta you gotta watch yourself. Th- things have changed a, a little bit since you were uh, back in, in a student. Now you're there is an advantage. In, there is an advantage in being in radio uh, as opposed to 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 television. In that, I only recently learned. I mean, recently learned. That I'm, I, I live uh, fairly close to somebody who is recognizable in for working in television. I'll just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. And um, I was told that they have to keep a really low profile, understandably so. Oh yeah, I don't. I'm not <laughs> telling you where. I'm not telling you all where I live, but I'm just saying. 
Like, <laughs> we're, we're less likely to get picked out when we're walking through the store. Yeah. Now you start hearing these dulcet tones ring out, you know immediately who's talking to you. No, I'm just kidding. That's what they said a couple weekends ago at the wedding. They're like, oh, Evan's here. Okay. It's like, you, Why don't we have him DJ? Huh? Do, you, do you mean to say that I have a somewhat distinct voice? <laughs> the dream came before the voice. It's all natural. <laughs> All right, we'll hear the uh, wonderful voice as well of Scott Ritchie. He is coming up. He writes for the News Gazette, just in case you didn't know. He's also got a couple of podcasts, Inside the Line at Football, Inside the Line at Basketball, and we will get inside his mind when we come back here on the second hour of Sports Talk. You're listening to Sports Talk on DWS. We're back on Sports Talk. Joining us in studio is Scott Ritchie with myself, that's Scott Beatty, and Evan Kahn. And we're glad you're with us. Castle Heating and Cooling text line is 217-351-5357. Two out of three coming up if you want to be a contestant as well. Stay tuned for that. Scott, we got a tour today of the new Ubbin Complex. And I wonder, as we were going through and seeing all the fancy track lighting and the quartz countertops and the... Uh, stocked refrigerators and pools and everything that's in there. Did you get a feeling like I'm back in my own apartment? <laughs> you don't have all of those things. Well, I have a house. I'm talking about you and your apartment. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I mean, of all of the the, the neat things that are now uh, in Ubin, the one I am most jealous about, and I tweeted this, is the ice maker in Brad Underwood's <laughs> office that gives him perfect Sonic Nugget ice whenever he wants it. And uh, Brad Underwood is living the dream. Did did, was, did Brad Underwood have some job that involved ice or something back in the day? Mm. I don't know. I, I mean, he probably had to. He, he probably had to do something, you know, to get ice packs ready for his team yeah, at junior colleges. Because and now he's got. Sonic. Or when he was at you know Harden Simmons as a grad assistant <laughs> and was like coaching cross country too. I mean, you know, that life you, you do more than just coach basketball. But the facility is staggering, isn't it? Well, they spent $40 million renovating and expanding it, so it better be. Mm-hmm. But they, they have, better be crushed ice when I want it. Yeah. They have everything they need and want, at least for the moment. Um, it's almost like they don't want the athletes out and about on campus. <laughs> um, <laughs> and let's say other venues where you could get, get ice. I mean, <laughs> I think they want them to, you know, do the right things and yes, be safe. And uh, but God, why would you ever leave? Like they had a fridge yeah, in the but, nutrition mean, center that had, I mean, uunkrustables on demand. Like, <laughs> I what more could you need? Nothing. The though. chocolate milk that's right there. <laughs> uncrustables and little cube chunked ice. I mean, I, I would well, just be... that's just in Brad Underwood's office. I don't, the players, oh, oh, they, don't... they probably have to ask. But there's yeah. there's three. Like, imagine the grocery store or convenience store sized refrigerators with the glass. Full of you know either sports drinks or 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 core power you know or you know just chocolate milk. And I'd just be like, "Yep, I'm gonna have another one of those." <laughs> it's just I can't. Uh, it's great. It's it's an incredible facility. Hope you enjoyed the tour because you know we're not gonna get to see most of that most of the time. I mean, probably not. Um, but I was just thinking it was kind of strange. You know, f- last Friday obviously got you know in the in the gym for media day, but I hadn't really been 
in Ubin since the the press conference with Brett Underwood and I think Aotusumu and maybe one other player uh, two days before all sports came to a screeching halt mm-hmm. in March. Uh, so it was March 10th, I think, 2020. It was been a long time. Um, part of that was COVID. Part of that was they were you know, renovating, but um, you know, the project is not quite done. Still some finishing touches all around the building, but um, the courts are, are done. They can get the practice work in um, there or you know, those 4, 45 a.m. workouts for, for Terrence Shannon. So they, Legendary. They have, they have what they need. Legendary thousand shots a day workouts for thousand, Terrence Shannon. Thousand makes, makes a day. Oh yeah, of course me. he did say that he is. He told me he, he made you know f- far better than seventy percent of the shots he was taking. So pretty efficient. Yeah, so maybe that's twelve hundred shots or so. Oh, someone else going to do the math for me. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Ritchie here with us on Sports Talk. So we learned mostly, or whatever little we learned from about Illinois basketball last week in their media day. What did you take away from the rest of the Big Ten from media day? It was interesting because you know of the the player representatives. I mean, of course, you know, there were me. You're kind of your your stars. You know, Trace Jackson Davis. Yeah, you know, did miss Hunter Dickinson. He was there um, Wednesday when you know, I was there Tuesday. Um, Do you think they kept Michigan and Illinois separate for a reason? <laughs> oh, put, uh, they put Wisconsin with Michigan, right? Yeah, and I know Greg Gard and Juwan Howard took a photo together. Yeah. Fences have been mended, but <laughs> it was more so. You know, the players that were there was like, okay, like that guy could be good, but we don't know yet. Mm-hmm. And there's a little bit of that for Illinois. I mean, you know, Coleman Hawkins could have a, a breakout season. I think, you know, the, there's an anticipation that he might. You know, Terrence Shannon could, you know, have a a breakout season of his own, just playing a bigger role than he, you know, ever did at Texas Tech. But it's just there's question marks. I think for every Big Ten team. F- I mean, from your number one Indiana, I was like. Can the same team be better than the sub-500 team that they were last year to um, Northwestern Nebraska and 14th, whoever you kind of think will be worse? That's kind of a horse race there for last. But um, can they be better? Because there's some potential even you know, with those teams. So it it's, should make for a very interesting Big Ten season. And if you look at like the the official, unofficial Big Ten you know, preseason media poll that I voted in and – I think it is official now. Like the conference doesn't want to do it, we'll do it. But like for all Big Ten, there was so many different players that received at least one vote. It was like no one knows who's going to be good. It, Illinois even got like an eleventh place vote or something like that. There they, was one of those, and, and an eighth place vote, and mostly between first and fifth. Um, but you know, a couple outliers there, and you know, to I, each their own. Yeah, I, I don't get that because look, Illinois has. An incredible amount of. Are you talent. telling me there's no sour grapes on the press court anywhere? <laughs> Nobody. Everybody's just straight down the middle. Nice. I, I'm just saying, if you're trying to find a logical reason to put them at 11, I don't see one. I mean, I guess the reason is, I no Io, no Kofi. This is a really returning brand new team. That I mean, Coleman Hawkins is the top returner, and you know he played a pretty. I get, marginal role mm-hmm. but i get time to gel is a thing but i'm pretty sure you could roll them out right now and they'd be fairly competitive here's the thing most of the teams in the big 10 have to figure out how to gel because mm-hmm. indiana is really the only team that returned like a significant core of players i mean they brought back just about everybody every other team you know there's some question marks but i was i 
little bit of you know, galaxy brain thinking. You know, to put Illinois eleventh. It's just like, uh, how do you <laughs> really explain that? Somebody wanting some attention. Oh, not, it. not enough fame in their life. <laughs> you got it. What, why do you think the Big Ten is where it is? Is it transfer portal? Was this just kind of the way classes worked out that there was a, a lot of unknowns? Is it just a, an outlier? that? Well, I mean, you look at last season, there were these breakout seasons by guys that would probably still be in the Big Ten in a, in a normal situation. Like you know, Keegan Murray, Johnny Davis, um, I think with Keegan, there was an expectation that he could be good. Was did anyone think it was going to be like number what five overall pick in the draft? Good, maybe not. Johnny Davis, I'm not sure anybody in Madison thought he'd have the season mm-hmm. that he did. Um, you know, Kofi Coburn was like in college basketball these days would have made more money staying at Illinois. <laughs> but yeah, he wanted to pursue the professional opportunities, and that's great for him. But um, it's just yeah, things. Things change in college basketball now. There's not this year-to-year continuity for the most part. I mean, there's some places that will still have that, and you know, Illinois had it, you know, last year because I had a, you know, a bunch of these fifth-year guys. Um, that's just kind of like what you're gonna have to expect in most places. Um, and if you look at the recruiting, uh, Indiana got a five-star and a near five-star. Illinois got a near five-star and Sky Clark, and then. It's some four stars and some good players, but the elite level freshman talent, at least as determined by the different rankings, like it's all playing somewhere else. So it's it just creates more kind of what ifs for the Big Ten. Oh, hey, there's a football game on Saturday. Who's going to start at quarterback? Someone from New Jersey. Uh, there you go. One of the Jersey boys. Yeah. Uh, and. I don't know, and if you ask Brett Bielma today, he's, like, he's not sure because Tommy DeVito has practiced this week. How much? We don't know, but he's been out there. Um, just the way Brett Bielma talked about it, it's going to be a game-time decision. If Tommy DeVito does play, I think Illinois is in good position to lock up a bowl berth in mid-October, which is a crazy thing to say out loud. <laughs> um, if he doesn't, I... I'm less certain about that. Um, he's better than Art Sikowski. There's a reason that Tommy DeVito is the starter, and he won that job. And I don't know that Chase Brown and a top defense will be enough because Minnesota can counter with Mo Ibrahim and another top defense. <laughs> uh, and if you, it's down to the quarterbacks, maybe you take Tanner Morgan over Art Sikowski. It's not a crazy thing to say. Uh, so we'll see, but. Um, I don't anticipate there being a ton of points scored either way you look at it. I was doing a little bit of Googling and came across an article from a Minneapolis paper last year that headlined, that said in the headline that Brett Bielma is an all-time gopher villain. (laughs) Part of it stems back to the Wisconsin days. Well, he's never lost to Minnesota. Yeah, and he... He went for two when he was up big, and um, th- this was well before PJ Flack. You know, this was I think Tim Brewster was the coach, if I recall right. Maybe it was Jerry Kill. No, I think it was Tim Brewster. Uh, but anyway, Wisconsin and Minnesota have never actually had you know has never really had a bunch of warm feelings towards each other, and then you add personalities into it and all that. Um, but PJ Flack this week called him one of the greatest college coaches of all time. 
Okay. And <laughs> and you know, you know, Brett Bielma has you know, talked about PJ before and you know, admits that they are different people because who else is like PJ Fleck? Um, but like, he has a lot of respect for what he does. So, I mean, that's... He's put together a solid football program, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, he's... I don't even really think high strung is a good enough description. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be a an interesting game on Saturday just because... Like Minnesota has a decent record, but they haven't played anybody. And you know, their one loss to Purdue, not a great loss because it was at home. Um, so we'll see if maybe they're as good as their record indicates or if the record uh, is a little inflated. But again, and to be fair, Illinois has played slightly better teams, but still at 5-1 and one, hasn't played a ranked team and won't until the Michigan game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Purdue's not going to get ranked if they beat Nebraska. No, he'd probably like fall down the rankings if he beat Nebraska. <laughs> <at this point. laughs> Go down in the RPI of football. You win enough. Um, if I could tell you right now, guaranteed that Art Sikowski is the starting quarterback. I'm not telling you that, that. I'm guaranteeing that. I'm just saying, if I could tell you that, would you pick Illinois? No. Just to, to win. No. Okay. It's that big of a difference. They didn't let like mistakes didn't hurt them against Iowa because the Iowa offense, um, again, there's not words to describe how bad it is. <laughs> um, Minnesota's not that is is not that like mm-hmm. if Illinois makes mistakes and I think they will if Arzkowski is a quarterback just because I have years of that being the case then it could be trouble. What if he just hands it off to Chase Brown the whole time? I don't know if Chase Brown makes it to the end of October or November if he keeps up the carries that he's yeah. had some of these 30 games. carries, yeah. I mean, if, he, if what if Josh McCray is available? See, these are there's so many variables in this whole thing. Yeah. And I, I'm not sure Josh McCray will be available. It, just the way Brett Bielman talked about him today didn't sound like, you know, this is a guy that's going to be mm-hmm. you know ready for Saturday. Um could be. I mean, not sure, but I mean the run game's going to have to be good. Probably gonna have to get it going earlier than you know the third quarter. I mean that's worked against Wisconsin and Iowa. Again, was, is this a pattern you want to you know, keep going? <laughs> Maybe not. But if Tommy Vito doesn't play, I just I don't think I can pick Illinois. And okay. It's just it's one guy, and it maybe isn't even the most important guy because Chase Brown's good, the defense is good, but I have to take care of the ball. And Art just hasn't done that at a super high level at any point of his career. Fair enough. My last question for you has bearing on the next segment, which is our game called Two Out of Three. I'm sure you've heard of it at this point, sure. given how popular it is. We have four phone lines, so I need you to pick a number one uh, through four. Just one number? Yeah. A whole integer. Okay. <laughs> if you don't give me a whole integer, I'm going to round up or down. <laughs> just make you round. Um, let's go four. All right. All right. Two out of three. If you can answer two out of three of our trivia questions correctly, you'll win a prize. If you can win three out of three, you can win more of a prize. You also have to be caller number four. That phone number is 217-356-9397. 217-356-9397 to play two out of three. Scott Ritchie, thanks for your, your visit. We'll see you Saturday morning. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Scott. Have fun. Two out of three is next. 
One more time, 217-356-9397. We had a contestant lined up, and then uh, we had a fish on a line, so to speak. <laughs> Just like these guys that are out here in front of our studios are getting ready to go fishing over here at Mattis Lake. Don't and then we lost you. We don't know where you went. Caller's name was Joe, is all I was told. And and uh, so, Joe, we lost you. You were caller four. We were ready to have uh, have you on for two out of three. But if we can't get Joe, we'll take the next caller, 217-356-9397. There's somebody. Yeah, now nah, they're coming in. All right, Ed, just move on. We'll, we'll get the next guy. I don't know. Anyway. Bears Commanders tonight. I heard a, a, a pundit going, "Could could the NFL pick a worse feature game?" It's we we talked about it a few weeks ago. Monday night, Thursday night, they're just awful games. I think this Sunday it's like the Eagles and the Cowboys, right? Two of the best teams in the NFL. And then you had last week the Colts versus the Broncos. I mean, it's just garbage. Yeah, but I'm still gonna watch because I'm a Bears fan. Well, we have to. Yeah. yeah. Hey, there we go. That music means it's time to play two out of three. (sighs) Yay! One man band. The game that is sweeping across Champaign County and East Central Illinois. A chance for you to win fabulous prizes if you can answer at least two out of three sports trivia questions. And our contestant, we found him. He's Joe. Hello, Joe. Hello there. Hey, uh, thanks for thanks for playing. Where are you from? I'm born and raised right here in the Bubble City, Champaign-Urbana. That is the first time I've ever heard the Bubble City. Yeah, I love it. That's great. <laughs> Do a lot of people use that? Used to a long time ago. It was probably you, you, you're young blood, so you probably wouldn't remember it <laughs> that far back. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, how are you feeling on your sports knowledge? I'm okay, but I'm not sure what direction we're going. All right, I, I, I don't know. This is how this <laughs> is going to go, but I'm pulling for you, Joe. All right. All right. Okay, here we go. Got to get two out of three. Evan's going to keep score. I didn't even show you the question, so I hope you approve them. Oh, I know. I, I, I we'll, we'll just see. All right. Okay, here you go, Joe. This is mm-hmm. this is appropriate for you. Question number one. This week. What former Chicago Cubs manager released a new book entitled The Book of Joe? Oh, my God. Uh, uh, Joe Torrey? <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it was Uh-oh. Joe Madden. So it's Joe Madden. But Joe you're, Madden. Yeah, but that's all right. We talked to him yesterday, by the way, so if you were interested in that, it's at our website. Two to go. All right, two to go. Yep. This this still to stay alive, Joe, okay? All right. Illinois football won a football game last Saturday, this past Saturday, for the first time since 1990 without doing what? Without scoring a touchdown? You got it. Yeah. They won 9 to 6, did not score a touchdown. And they lasted that in 1990 when they won a game 15-13, I believe. I might have been there. <laughs> yep. Okay. All right, here we go. This is going to be uh, the rubber game. Mm-hmm. All right. Former uh, since since Illinois wrestling just got a uh, just got the announcement today of a new facility. 
Their former star, Isaiah Martinez, is now an assistant coach. Which of the following did Isaiah Martinez not do? A, win a Big Ten championship. B, win an NCAA national championship. Or C, win an Olympic medal. What, uh, didn't win an Olympic medal. There we go. You got it, Joe. Yeah, Your great. prizes uh, include two tailgate passes to uh, Saturday morning's football game, to our tailgate. You don't have to have football tickets to come eat and drink and hang out with us. And $10 to the Esquire as well. And you can just come by and... Pick those up. So hang on the line. Ed's going to get you uh, get your information and, and let you know where to come. And we appreciate you playing. You did not sweep, but you know what? Two out of three ain't bad. Okay. Well, I'll take two out of three. That means I'm at least two thirds, six six percent. That's six, right. Six and two thirds percent. Okay. You won this. You won the series. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate you listening. All right. Thank you. Bye. Great job. I was getting nervous for a moment. He had it. A confidence. Yep, he did. Was I too hard? No, no. Okay. It was appropriate. Yep, okay. And we continue to get two out of three, like we're looking for. That's what you're. That's all you can do. Casey Stengel said it best. I don't get paid to win every day. I get <laughs> paid to win two out of three. We will come back with our final segment on this Thursday edition of Sports Talk right after this. You're listening to Sports Talk on DWS. Hey, Illini family, it's Brett Bielman. We're celebrating homecoming this Saturday against Minnesota. And Illini game day coverage is right here on DWS. What is more impressive? I'm not sure to me that Munoz for the, I can't remember his first name, uh, the reliever for the Mariners, Mm -hmm. painted the outside corner with 101 miles per hour. Is that more impressive, or is it that Alex Bregman rocketed it into right field to score a run? <laughs> probably the yes, <laughs> like with the piece of hitting. Those probably two a little things more combined. I mean, they're both they're both incredibly difficult things to do. Incredible athletic feats. That's baseball for you. Astros win it four two over Seattle. I I don't mind. I know the Astros are embroiled in their scandal from a few years ago, but I don't mind if Dusty wins one. I really don't. And but the Mariners are like, you know, they're darlings right now. Yeah, but they can't they can't win in Houston. Obviously, I think this season they were something like a uh, five and eleven there, and now zero and two in the postseason. So gonna have to sweep in Seattle and pull one out back in Houston for for Game Five if they want to keep going. A really packed Minute Maid Park is impressive in a playoff atmosphere. Oh, yeah. I'm guessing they probably had the, the roof closed. Yeah. So I still don't understand what Orange is. You've been there yet? No. no I've, I still don't understand Oranges or what a train has to do with Houston. But, <laughs> uh, Better than Enron Field, right? <laughs> RIP. We don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> Uh, Barry Lunny Jr. is Illinois' offensive coordinator. He talked about whether the game plan is going to be different if Art Sitkowski is the starting quarterback on Saturday for Illinois. Each of those guys has different strengths and weaknesses, and they are different players. Um, but dramatically, uh, not much. it's not dramatically different. It's more subtly different uh, from the game plan. Maybe, maybe a certain uh, movement pass or 
a certain RPO or what might may be better for one than the other, but there was a, the, the the difference was pretty negligible of what we could or couldn't do. Meanwhile, I don't know what the bigger headline is: is the rushing attack for Illinois or the defense? I think it's the defense, and Brett Bielma's dubbed the Illini defense the fire department, <laughs> and uh, Ryan Walter says they're embracing that label. The on the on the on the periphery, you you kind of go to like those stereotypical those cliche moments. Um, when you have like a sudden change situation, and you know you don't want want guys pointing fingers, you don't want um, uh, you don't want guys uh, you know woe is me, you know really dealing with the momentum swings. I think what is unique about our group is like they the focus is is so much on on them and like how can we get better? What is our job? Like it doesn't matter where the series has started, what has happened uh, prior to the snap. Um, it is it is solely focused on each play. Like what what can I do to help our team? Right. Like the, our job as a defense is to you know prevent offense from scoring and putting points on the board. And how fast can we get the football back to our offense? And as long as we're focusing on that and focusing on um, our our job internally, then no moment it'll be too big or too bright. And um, that was that was what was pro- probably what I was most proud of seeing from the guys uh, Saturday night. So they love the attitude, they love their preparation, and they love their physicality, and they love how well they execute a simple defense in concept and and what they're doing. It's incredible. Illinois, Minnesota, Saturday morning. By the way, maybe you heard it in the promo, our postgame show will be on our sister station, Light Rock 97.5 only, of Illinois Volleyball. Uh, about the time that network coverage ends. It'll start at 3 o'clock. Volleyball will. We may jump in right away. We may wait for a post-game coverage to end. We'll, but anyway, that's that's what we'll be doing on the airwaves. Tomorrow, Funky Friday, Illini Notebook with Brian Barnhart, the world according to Bob Osmondson. So we'll have some fun. And no postseason late-night game with the Yankees and the Indians getting postponed. So I'm finally going to get around to the Redeem Team documentary. Again, Bears and Commanders are also an option. Yeah, I'll probably make it to halftime. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks to everybody involved today. This is News Talk 1400, 93.9 FM, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana. Good night.